This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Qualcomm wants to lead the charge on XR and has a new VR and AR headset that is lighter and wireless but you won't be able to buy it. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me on the second part of our three-part interview is Hugo Swart, Vice President of XR at Qualcomm. So let's talk about the news that you actually have coming out, and that is a, a pair of XR glasses that serve as a reference device. Just talk a little bit about what that is and, and you know what you're you're aiming to do with this. Sure. So... Um, you know, first let me let me take a step back and um, explain. You know, the Qualcomm. What does Qualcomm offer to the XR industry? Right. So we have our, our chips, right? Our processor, our platform. You know, we have Snapdragon XR one, Snapdragon XR two as the leading um, edge um, chips processors for VR and AR. Then we have uh, software and technology. Things like uh, hand tracking, position tracking that are very important for both VR and AR. So that's the second pillar. We have a third pillar, which is ecosystem. So we have developer um, APIs. We have um, um, uh, industry consortiums that we participate. And then there's a fourth one, which is a reference design. You know that Qualcomm, we don't do consumer end products. You know, we don't do end products, but... What we do is, is really a blueprint of a device that then our customers, our hardware partners, take it and, and um, more quickly, more, um, you know, with, without as much investment can go to market. So that's our reference design. And going back to uh, what I mentioned earlier, 2016, in which you covered, by the way, yep. uh, we had our first uh, VR reference design before standalone VR units ever existed. So we came up with a concept, we showed to the world that it's possible, and then multiple companies came working with us and commercialized them. And just for some so context, that, I just want to explain to, to my listeners, like, Qual- this is not unusual. Qualcomm regularly puts out these so-called reference devices that uses their technology, and they basically serve as inspiration for some of these other hardware makers to actually build their own products based on this reference design. So just... In case people were wondering what that was and why Qualcomm is doing this, I mean, it's obviously to sell the idea of your chips and your platform, but that's that's why these things exist, right? And that's exactly right. And then, you know, um, we, as we said, in augmented reality glasses, we are a little earlier as compared to virtual reality, but we want to push the boundary. We want to move the industry towards uh, the augmented reality glasses that everyone wants. Now, uh, one interesting um, characteristic of AR as compared to VR, of course, AR, you want the glasses to be really, really small. Mm-hmm. And that means that it needs to be very low power, right? Because as soon as you start consuming more power, the devices become big. So then uh, what happens is you still need a lot of uh, processing capability. But because you want to make this, the glasses small, you cannot fit it all in the glass. Yep. So what we do is um, 
we have the glass as an accessory. We have the glass as a companion to a phone or to a PC. So what we um, just announced is, uh, is an, uh, an AR um, viewer or an AR glass that is a companion to uh, a PC and to a phone. Hmm. So we want to um, uh, drive this concept. I think that's the, the best way for us to make these devices smaller is to have this distributed compute functionality between phone and glass. So that's why we did this reference design. It uses our XR2 um, and, um, and very interesting novel capability is that it's wireless. So you connect to your phone wirelessly. We had done before um, a reference design where the glass was cabled, was tethered to, to a phone. Actually, one of our customers, you know, Lenovo launched uh, their A3 glass following that, that reference design. But we heard a lot of feedback saying, Qualcomm, when are we going to cut that cord? Right. And, and this is what we're giving people, you know, the ability to now have those glasses um, that still count on the phone as a compute um, uh, unit, but now without the cable. So that's um, the big news that um, um, we are, we're making, and uh, we're very excited about it. So you're finally cutting the cord. So just, and just to explain to our listeners, like the, I guess the idea here is the just make sure that I'm getting it right, is that your, your phone is still acting as the brain, basically doing all the, the, the number crunching. That's what probably heats up and whatever, and the, the glasses are basically a receiver for that information, right? So it doesn't actually have to do with processing. You don't have to fit a lot of hardware in those glasses, it just sort of acts as the receiver for all the information being processed down your phone? Let me qualify that a little bit. That um, it is true that the, the heavy tasks, workloads, you know, the number crunching, you know, like graphics. Yeah. Yes, it's still done on the phone, right? That's where the application resides. But there's some uh, tasks um, you know, we call them perception uh, tasks like, um, you know, head tracking, hand tracking. Okay. You have to do that on the glass itself because you use computer vision for that. You use the cameras mm. and uh, it takes more power to transmit that camera to the phone than actually do the processing in the glass. So it's a, it's a very complex system uh, where you are really splitting the processing between the glass and the phone. And it's all about optimizing power, latency, size, you know, to make this work. So, so that's really why I consider this as magic, you know, to the end user that we're giving. But under the hood is a very complex system. And that's what, you know, Qualcomm uh, does best is to find, you know, these big problems, big complex problems. But we solve it, you know, to our technology, to the chips and to reference designs to then make it easier for our partners, our customers, take that to uh, consumers. And I mean, speaking of which, like, do you have any partners announced? And when would we actually see real products that people can buy? Because they can't buy this reference design. Uh, so when would these products actually show up in the market? Yeah, so I think today, um, you know, people can already buy uh, the Lenovo A3 as an example, which is- right. a, a But that is corded, right? That has the corded. Yep. That's right. Yep. Now, if we look into history, it can take um, about uh, up to a year 
for our reference design until we see you know consumer products there are instances where the the timeline was shorter but you know that's usually um usually the the time frame that you, that we should be looking at so when you see a qualcomm reference design it's almost like oh you're seeing the future you're seeing oh what's next um and um but then then again you know it takes it still takes time not only for our customer to do the hardware, but also optimize the content ecosystem to really look into all details before you know it's ready for for a consumer launch. And you know, this is an audio podcast, so we can't actually show our listeners what this thing looks like. But it, just a quick description of what these glasses look like, or what the viewer looks like. Is it how bulky is it? Is it uh, you know they're not quite you know, Ray-Bans or anything like that. But uh, just talk a little bit about the, just sort of the looks of this reference device. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like a prescription glass yet, but at the same time, uh, people may have as reference uh, some other augmented reality headsets or almost helmets that were in the past. <laughs> so that's not the case, right? It's uh, It's somewhere in the middle. Um, I would highly encourage listeners to search for the uh, Lenovo Think Reality A3 uh, to get a, a reference. And, um, and then uh, we pretty much maintained the size. The, the, uh, we actually reduced it a little bit as compared to our wired uh, reference design. Um, and um, so, so it's something that you, know, you can use comfortably for um, a period of time, say, you know, an hour. And uh, it's not to the size yet that I'm going to be walking on the streets with that. It's right. more about um, um, experiences that I want to use. Oh, let's say I'm going to do a collaboration session. Well, put the glasses on, have that experience, or I want to do gaming or navigation, etc. But it's not yet to the size and weight that one can wear for the, for, for the, for the full full day, but it's a big step forward. And as I said, you know, similar to smartphones, this is not a, a one-year transition. You know, it's a multi-year transition where every year it gets better, it gets smaller, it gets more capable. Hmm. And you know, over the course of uh, five years or so, you get something um, really magical. Um, you know, born. That's it for part two. Check back in tomorrow for our final part where we discuss the metaverse. In the meantime, you can check out our full Qualcomm coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.